John O'Ben and Sharon. Hey, 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 welcome along to the show. That's the official show greeting if you want to get involved. Yeah, hey, Ricky, a web guy, say it. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> it could have been more reluctant. The, the panic on Ricky's face, knowing that he had to do something on radio. Like, Please don't make me do this. Listen, this is not a great show. Trust me, anything Ricky you... does weekend shows. He does a great job, yeah. but he just doesn't want to be on air on our show. It's not good for his cred. <laughs> Although, to get people associated with this program, we have to bribe them. So we're yep. going to bribe you this afternoon. We've got Kevin Hart tickets. Ben Boyce presents Kevin Hart yep. on his irresponsible tour. Now, I haven't got a lot of comps to give away, guys. I've got to be quite frugal with these, but I have got two to give away this I mean, you need, to, you need to get bums on seats. Oh, yeah, as a promoter, you've got to look at the bottom line. Um, but I'll, I'll give away some tickets, or actually, two a day, every day this week. How's that sound? What a tight ass. You're putting on the show. You're giving away so 10 tickets. Yeah, yeah. 10 tickets in a stadium that seats 30,000. Mate, I need that. I'm worried about the bottom. Let's see how it goes. Let's just start there and see how we go, all right? Can I have you about this? Also, your chance... Uh, I'm working with the promoter and all he's giving me is 10 lousy tickets to give away. I got a lot of people texting me from all around the world wanting tickets. Uh, but next, uh, we want to talk about uh, something that happened. Uh, we were filming for another TV show uh, yesterday. And, Jono, you did... The- I've walked away with an injury. I've got an injury. <laughs> yes. It's quite a serious injury, too. It's still affecting me right now. Injured yourself in the most comical fashion. Um, it's something that I don't think anyone would have ever done before or will ever do again. But we'll find out what Jono did yesterday next on The Edge. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Over the weekend, uh, yeah, we, we played a game of, uh, what should we play before? Family Feud. You love playing Family Feud. Although, yesterday, scorching hot temperatures inside this giant warehouse, which I think has been used in the past. To, I think it was a Nike sweatshop no. back in the day. No, it's, it's it a, anyway, it's a warehouse. We're now playing Family Feud yeah. uh, over the weekend, and... We can't get into too many details. You'll see it later in the year on three. Um, so what happens? Producer Dan, you can come in for this. Um, yeah. So John O'Pry, as we know, well, you love him, you hate him. Mostly you hate him. Mostly you hate him. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, he's a, he's a bit... Of, when there's an audience... Oh, no, when you're saying you love him, you hate him, who was it aimed at? Was oh, that the people everyone listening? In, everyone in general. Okay, you, right. you love him, you hate him. Going on the text him. machine feedback, definitely <laughs> yeah. hate. Okay. Definitely. So, so we're playing a game of Family Feud over the weekend, and you have that bit where you have to stand up there, and you, um, there's a two-on-two bit. Oh, yes. First, first you get to the buzzers. Mm, yeah. Now, there's an audience there, sort of, you know, 40, 50 people, and John O'Pryor, he's a showman. He's yeah. a showman. Hey, I'm a showman. <laughs> but, yep. but there's a crowd, yeah, there's a yeah, showman, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Pizzazz. <laughs> you want pizzazz? Yeah. I'll bring him. Yeah. Jazz so, hands. You want him? <laughs> I've got him. But on this occasion, <laughs> right, so they, they, they ask the question, Diane would ask the question, and it's the first on their buzzers. So normally you'd whack down with your hand on the buzzer. Mm. But, but showman prior, what does he do? What part of his body does he decide <laughs> To whack down on, oh, <laughs> on the on I the didn't unzip my trousers. <laughs> oh, no. no, his his head, his yeah. forehead oh. slammed it down. Look <laughs> at my forehead. Yeah, <gasps> I've got a big bruise on the He's middle of my forehead. It started like bleeding. Oh, it started <laughs> bleeding a fairly feud. In my defence. <laughs> Before we go out there, our boss, John, okay, he's like, I want this to be crazy. I want I want this episode of Family Feud to be crazy. Just all the rules, throw them out the window. So I was like, oh, there's a rule where you uh, use your hand, hit the buzzer, I'll throw that out the window what and use my head. What thinking? It's like we said, use your head before you went out to answer the question, but not literally. <laughs> <laughs> Afterwards, I don't know. I don't know how well you're feeling after this. Listen, Some of the answers you came up with were not intelligent at all. Hey, there's a mild bit of brain damage. It may have occurred. I feel like a super rugby player at the end of his career. <laughs> okay, 0800 The Edge. You can uh, text to 3343. What's the funny story behind your injury? What Were you doing something lame like... I don't know, feeding your cat and you rendered yourself unconscious by knocking your head on the fridge? 
Very detailed example there. Mm. <laughs> one, time, one time I pulled my neck muscle by while I was playing NASCAR on computer. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I, got, I lost the race. Got really angry. Mm. <laughs> Thankfully, that was the only muscle he was pulling <laughs> while he was on the computer. Oh, 100, the edge is the phone number. 3343, three, the text. Um, I'd love to hear from you this afternoon. Your injury, Rebecca? Um, well, one night I was clumsy and I ended up falling off the deck and I didn't put my arms out to save myself, so I ended up face planting and there was a dog bone on the ground and I broke my nose. Oh, so there's a series of events that have taken <laughs> yeah. place here. So, so, hang on, talk us through this again. So what happened? Um, I was standing on the deck and I was a bit clumsy yeah. and then I fell face first off the deck and I didn't put my arms out to save myself <laughs> and my, I face planted and, and where and I face planted bone. was a dog bone. Yeah. And broke your nose. Yeah. Who doesn't put their arms out <laughs> when they're falling? I know, and it also knocked me out as well to top it off. So. And of any part of the lawn you could land on, it was the part with the dog bone sticking out. Yeah, I know. That was my cousin's fault because there's farm dogs, so... Not my fault. <laughs> well, it's, Come on, it's a lot well, of it. A lot of it is your fault. Ninety percent your fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. There is a Tell lot. You, your cousin can take ten percent of the blame. <laughs> Missy's with us on eight hundred. The edge. Your comical injury, Miss. Um, so I was having a few drinks with um, friends. There was only about five of us girls, and she had a makeshift stripper pole in her shed. And this so sounds we, amazing. A makeshift yeah, yeah. stripper pole in the Loving shed. Loving her shed. Loving her shed, yeah. And so, um, so we had a few drinks and we were playing on the stripper pole. And at the bottom of it was an old tyre rim. And I fell down and I cut my leg open. And I was quite intoxicated at this time. And I had to wake up in the morning and I was like, oh, shit. That's a bit worse than I thought. And I had to go into hospital and get 10 stitches in my leg. <laughs> Oh, wow. There is not enough stripper poles with tyres at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tyre rims at the bottom. <laughs> no, it might, might need a little bit of work done, but maybe. <laughs> that is an ama- that's an amazing story. Amazing stripper story. There we go. There we go. Make sure yeah. stripper pole. I don't know where we can go from, th- from think, there on the show. I don't think, I don't think I'll change my job. <laughs> <laughs> what is your job? Uh, just being a mum, really. Yeah, no, don't, don't change that. <laughs> Stay being a mum, because if you uh, resign from that job, there's a lot, <laughs> a lot of issues that can be uh, that can be brought up. Thank you very much, Missy. A L- lot of worse injuries. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Okay, this is uh, 60 seconds to find. Both Ben and myself, we throw out uh, ludicrous scenarios in the hope that someone listening has had this happen to them and they phone through on 0800 The Edge. Uh, I'll kick it off, Ben. Okay. You, or you took a breath like you wanted to kick it off, so you, you kick it off. No. no, I don't want to kick it off if you wanted to kick it off. <laughs> oh, this is getting kind of awkward. Okay. Uh, so, Winter Olympics are on at the moment, right? Mm. So we both wanted to throw out something to do with the Winter Olympics. Yeah. Has anyone listening ever been to an Olympics and competed? Not just been to the Olympics, but competed at the Olympics. Would you take winter or summer games? Take take either. Because okay. the winter ones are on now and it's just like the normal Olympics except with more shriveled up bits. Isn't it? <laughs> That's what they say about the winter Olympics. Exactly. But it's quite an exciting watch, isn't it? Oh, yeah, very exciting. What have you been watching? Uh, I, well, I want to throw this one out there. Mm. The two-man luge. The luge. Not like, you know, the rotary luge. Great fun. But the luge on the ice looks like the scariest. Has anyone listening right now ever done that? Because yeah. that just seems like... 
you slap one person on and then you slap another one on top when not. You shouldn't even do that. Let's send them down at 190 <laughs> kilometres an hour with no protection. The only bit of protection is a full-bodied Lycra suit. Which isn't doing much. Very exposing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and put them in the cold. We talked about this the other day. Put them in the cold in a Lycra suit. Unfair. <laughs> Why can't they wear like a nice puffer suit? Yeah. You know, like when you were a toddler, you used to wear those full-body, you know? Your bits are all on display. I like the snowboarding. I think sometimes though that the snowboarding commentators just make up the moves. You know, they're like, <laughs> oh, it's a 360 nip slip. He's landed it. Uh-oh, 180 pregnant prime minister. <laughs> yeah, right. They're probably just... Because yeah, well, you would know. Up. There's not like you could Google a... Oh, we've got, oh, we got someone on the phone. 60 seconds to find. Okay, we'll start the clock now. Dan, Dan. Chloe, you've been to the Olympics and competed. Yes, I have. What did you compete in? Shooting. Oh, wow. Easiest sport ever. (laughs) (laughs) Grab a gun, pull a trigger. (laughs) Mate, I'll go to the next Olympics and compete in shooting. You won't be any good. (laughs) I'm only joking, Chloe. Well done. That's amazing. Thank you. Where'd you come? Uh, 13th out of 22. That's in the world. That's bloody incredible, Chloe. And don't say a bad word about Chloe because she's got a garden bed. <laughs> Even though I just said many bad words you about your sport. You were the one that was saying bad words about it. Just remember it was Jono that said those things, not me. Hey, that's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. So you're gunning for the gunning oh, for the next oh, Olympics? Yeah. Oh, I see what you did there. Yes, definitely. Tokyo, we've got come games first. So living for, um, for the Gold Coast in about a month. Oh, awesome. hey, well, good luck. Yeah. On the, we'll keep your number and you can be our, our Commonwealth Games correspondent. Sounds great. I'm always up for it. Okay, we, we won't pay you anything, but you can be our correspondent. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kate. Good on you, Chloe. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you for the call. Awesome to talk to right. you, mate. Oh, great guys. You hold there. You hold there. We'll get your details. And the phone's still ringing. Dan, producer Dan says, who have we got on the phone here? You been to the Olympics? Yeah, hi. Eric Murray speaking. Oh, Eric Murray. Eric Murray. <laughs> champion rower and champion moustached athlete. <laughs> I've been to a couple of Olympics. And champion radio show listener as well. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. How are you going, Eric? Yeah, very good, actually. How many, Olymp- how many really Olympics did you actually? How many Olympics did you actually go to with your uh, with your oars? Uh, four, a lot. They, they talk about the Olympic Village, and they talk about all the things like yeah, um, afterwards. You say some games you get free McDonald's, and they hand out sort of free condoms, free whatnot. What What are some of the free things you get being an athlete? <laughs> uh, oh yeah, free McDonald's was always my favourite. Um, because I used to, I, or, so I heard that there was like a hundred chicken nugget challenge, and um, so I attempted that, and I got to fifty, and then I had to pull pin because it was pretty tough. Um, but there's like all the places put on some pretty cool things, and like like because Coca Cola was a major sponsor that you could go to a place and get you know like custom made drink bottles with your name and stuff like that, and and there's people giving away free shirts and, and everything else. It's pretty it's pretty cool. Like if you find the right places. So the condom. We always hear about the condoms in the village. Condoms, this condoms, that. Everyone's they're like blooming the most fertile place on earth. Uh, and safe. That, and safe. <laughs> yeah. Are there that many condoms? Well, I've only ever seen one lot of condoms in London, and they used to have them in like the athletes' common areas, and they were in this little packet that just said, you know, safe sex, avoid HIV, and all this sort of thing. And you're like, oh, okay, but. It must be purely media-driven that they go, oh, there's 20,000 condoms in the Olympic Village. And honestly, if there's that many and there's that many orgies going on, I've never had an invite. (laughs) Maybe a journalist misheard when the 20,000 stationary packs are being handed out. (laughs) Jeez, they've got a lot of rubbers in there. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Okay, that's it. Okay, I'll do a story about this. (laughs) Hey, thank you very much, Eric Murray.
No sweat. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. We're bringing out a show, Wine, uh, a rosé called a brosé. See what we did there? Yeah, and uh, we went out to the plant today, didn't we? The wine-making plant, Ben. Mm. Every time you go out there, they're like, hey, try and test some wines, taste some wines. Oh, what a sweet wi- job. What a sweet job. <laughs> we just come here and get drunk every day. Yeah. yeah. I don't what? think that's what they do, but... No, that's wine-making, isn't it? <laughs> go to work, get drunk every day. Well, that's what I'm learning from yeah. the outside looking in. But uh, we're releasing tester bottle, uh, bottles. We're taking those uh, around the country this week as part of the Edge BYO tours. The, uh, the dinner tours, we're going to get people at the dinners to try them, and uh, Ben's done one, I've done one. You decide which is your favourite and which will be the, the ultimate, the bottle of brosé we're going to release. But, yeah, we went to see uh, our friend Cam out at Pleasant Valley Wines today to uh, collect our tester bottles, which are on the plant. We're at the bottling plant. The brosé is getting bottled at the moment, and uh, it's like basically a conveyor belt of wine bottles going around. And, Cam, I can't help but think that this machine is doing 20 hard-working New Zealanders out of a job. Oh, yeah, possibly is, mate, but <laughs> let's you know, not focus on that right now. We've got to be mechanical in this industry. There's a guy down the end. He's got a pallet load of empty bottles. He's loading them onto a conveyor belt. So he loads them onto the conveyor belt there, and they get uh, a little rinse rinse of water to get any um, any sediment or anything else that's been trapped in the bottle out. Yep. And it goes down the conveyor belt. You put a little bit of nitrogen into the bottle. So the nitrogen expels the oxygen because oxygen is wine's like, enemy. Yeah, and then the wine comes down into a filler head. And it goes around a series of nozzles, and each wine gets lifted on a little platform up to the nozzle, and there's an airtight seal, and the wine will squirt in over the edges. I love the end here, because it's like there's like a twirly machine. That's probably the technical term. But it's it's put, a very technical term. But it's yes, putting exactly the, it. the caps on the bottles. Yep. It's amazing. How long does it take for a bottle of wine to end up in the crate? I mean, we're, we're talking a minute, maybe. A minute. A minute to make, 30 seconds to drink. That's what we say, bros. Hey, have a whole bottle in 30 seconds. Uh, so the taster bottles are, are there. They're... I love it how you don't. I'm just ignoring not... it. I've just, I've just, like, I've learned over the years just to ignore you. I said that to get a reaction from you. <laughs> no, no, just sometimes it's just, like, it's too, like, it's predictable. Me reacting to the stupid okay, stuff you say. Okay. Sometimes I'm like, oh, no, I'm not even going to dignify that with a reaction. <laughs> just ignore them and they'll, hey, they'll go away. The bros, hey, uh, I've come up with a byline. The greatest thing to happen to wine since Jesus did his thing no. with the water. No, 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 I'm not going to react to that. No, no, again, <laughs> I just, I went back, I said I wasn't going to react, and I did. Yeah. Great idea, John. great idea. We'll Thank put that do. down with all your other great ideas that we can't wait to do <laughs> on this radio uh, show. Yeah, we'll be seeing you Christchurch and uh, Hamilton to do some wine testing. Well, I tell you, we're going to give the other shows some bottles of wine too to take around to the BYO tour this week. Everyone can have a taste of the tester bottles. Mm. Then very soon, it's coming. Yeah. The brose, mm. Look out for it somewhere. I don't know what we're doing with it, to be honest, but we're working it out as we go along. <laughs> Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Time to play Connect Four. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> through to that, like there was an intro. And then well, there is an intro. Just, you know, just when you did that, I was like, is there an intro? <laughs> that's right, there is an intro. That's normally where the one pressing the buttons, well, yeah, out yeah. of the two of us. Well, you're making a lot of assumptions there, Ben. You're making an assumption that I am competent at my job. Don't ever assume that. All right. Let's just pretend we've all heard the intro, and this is Connect Four. Welcome. Where we try and connect four New Zealanders to famous people. Uh, in the past, we've connected people to Ed Sheeran, uh, frontman for the Foo Fighters, Dave Grohl. To Lord. Macklemore. To, to Royals, the royal family. And uh, today, we want to we want to go to America. We want to connect people to anyone associated with any American president. Yeah. I, I've, I've got an association, if this counts. Donald Trump keeps emailing me. You're a big supporter. I am. I am New Zealand's <laughs> only pro-Trump broadcaster. 
None of them will say it publicly. I'm going to go out on a limb and say... Please don't say this. Love his personal core values. Love what he stands for. stop saying this, because I know you're joking. But you're saying it in a way that doesn't sound like you're joking, and that's not a good look for the show. Well, it's a point of difference for the show. Every other broadcaster, oh, I'm a liberal lefty, I'm not going to support Trump, but we are. Both of us. Jono and Ben, proud Trump supporters. Make America great again. Without a word of a lie, though. Keep making America great, John. You're lying about that, but um, but on all seriousness, you are an American citizen. You were born in America, so you could actually vote. Mm. You got dual citizen. You and could I vote. Two ticks, Trump, baby. No, that's what I rolled no, with, you and that's you why the great man, the great man is. No, I didn't no. vote at all. It's probably my fault. He's in there, to be honest. But no, I keep getting emails from Donald J. Trump saying we're you know, we're entering an important election year. Now is the most important time, and what we want from you. And he keeps every email begins with my friend. My friend, oh, no. can you make a donation to my next campaign? And then if you don't reply to that, get another email. I haven't heard from you, my friend. So how are you on this list? I don't know. I feel like you've <laughs> signed me up as a prank. No, I haven't. Or maybe someone out there is taking my claims as New Zealand's only pro-Trump broadcaster seriously <laughs> and, and taking it upon themselves to sign me up. But anyway, 0800 The Edge, uh, Connect Four is a segment. So does anyone have a connection? To any US president. Bill Clinton, uh, Obama, Michelle Obama, anyone that you've had a connection to. You might have seen them, you might have run into them. They, yeah, yeah, you might have had a liaison with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe Monica Lewinsky is listening. Well, maybe. Maybe. M- might be. Yeah, it might be something. <laughs> and maybe a lot of people won't understand that reference. That's quite a dated from, reference. From a long time ago. So there was Bill Clinton. <laughs> yeah, okay. okay. All right. One night in the Oval Office, the Oval Office became the Oral Office. And that's all we have to say. <laughs> okay. That's all we have to say. Oh, under the edge is the phone number. Any connection to uh, any of the US presidents, we'll see if we can connect four people listening. It's a bit of a tough one. This Although, is a Hail Mary. Last time we spoke about uh, American presidents, we had a guy call up who had an association with uh, Barack Obama. Uh, my cousin used to play basketball with him in Hawaii when he was young. And I used to go to Hawaii every year and uh, play basketball with him. But I was a couple of years older, so I had to go to the shop and get beers for him and cigarettes and stuff all the time. No! <laughs> no way! No! <laughs> really? That's a great story. The man who Barack Obama bullied into buying him beers. <laughs> that's the one, Matt. Okay, well, that's, do we count that as one connection? Yeah, I can say one. Okay. I feel like you're cutting corners, but anyway, being connected for... Someone who is listening to the show has a connection to one of the American presidents. Anna, you do. You've got a connection for Connect Four. Um, I do. To which president? Um, Barack Obama. Oh, another Obama one. Oh, well, how? I went to university overseas at Oregon State. Yeah. Um, and uh, how was it? the men's basketball coach was his brother-in-law. The basketball coach was Barack Obama's brother-in-law. So, did you see any of like the Michelle, Barack, any of the kids? Any? any Why would they turn out to basketball training at this university where the brother-in-law coach has been? Do you go to your brother-in-law's job? <laughs> no, 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 exactly. No, 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 no. Okay. But no, but <laughs> answer being stupid question, Anna. Uh, no, she she spoke at graduation one year, two thousand. 14, I think. I take it back. I take my vicious abuse back. Michelle Obama, you saw her speak at graduation. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's good. That's a good Uh, connection. That's two two connections. We've got two connections. Lucy, which president are you connected to? Uh, LBJ. Oh, that's like an old school president. Yeah, very old school. Yeah. Lyndon Johnson. Yeah. That's the guy, the illustrious Lyndon B. Johnson. How are you you, you associated (laughs) with Lyndon Johnson? Well, 
My grandfather was the Prime Minister at the time and he, um, he met up with Lyndon in America and um, Lyndon B. Johnson sent over a toy dog, I think, for my sister because she was only a little baby at the time. Wow! So you've got a toy dog in your family gifted by a US president? We do, yeah, yeah. That's, it's, oh, and your dad was the, the Prime Minister? No, my grandfather. Your grandfather? Who was your granddad? Holyoke. Gee whiz, you come from blue blood. Yes, apparently, but I don't, I don't like to be known by that. No, okay. You, you make your own path in life. What are you doing? I, I, I will. I, I'm eating. <laughs> we kind of need more for a job, but that's no, awesome. That's right. <laughs> no, that's, it's, it's pretty important. It is important. You're right. You've got, you got to eat, Lucy. You're not... That's an amazing call. Thank you for calling up. We've got three. Connect three out of four. Can we get four? Louise, you've got a connection to a US president? Yes, I do. Who? Um, so my dad's um, a distant relative of John F. Kennedy. I think he's like a cousin or something. Oh, shit. <laughs> what the, what the what? F? Who are these people oh, listening to our what radio show? JFK. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Gee, there we go. So you're a Kennedy. Must be. <laughs> so there we go. We're talking to a Kennedy. Well, and yeah. Let's like, not bend. Yeah, okay. We're talking okay. to a Kennedy. Well, they, that's, that's Who a, would have thought yeah. we would talk to one of the Kennedys <laughs> on this show? Yeah. You can have my autograph if you want. Oh, oh we'll nice. come and get your autograph. <laughs> Louise Kennedy, what an honour to speak to you. The trick. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, there we go. Uh, that's there we go. four. Connecting four. Who would have th- who would have thought? Not me. I thought we're today. We Every were like, time we do this, it that's why I was like, mind. I'll replay the Obama call because we're never going to get enough. <laughs> that's amazing. Well, thank you very much for your calls. Connect four back next week. God bless Donald J. Trump. No, no. New Zealand's only pro-Trump no, radio no, show. No, we're not. That's it, John O'Brien. No, John Ben and Sharon, The Edge. John, you want to bring something to the nation? No, I was furious. I was stressing myself out yesterday. Oh, really? I hadn't bought peanut butter in a long, long, long time. Right. Long time. Be years since my last jar really? of peanut butter. Really? You're not a fan? Oh. Always, always makes my mouth dry, peanut butter. Right. It always saps every bit of moist, last bit of moisture out of your mouth, doesn't yeah, it? Big fan of peanut butter and jam. But anyway, that's not what we're here. What do we want to talk about? Well, look, I've got the jar of peanut butter. I put it in the fridge. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 it shouldn't go in the fridge, it should go in the cupboard because when you want the peanut butter, you want it to be easily spreadable mm. across the bread. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm like, oh, no, maybe not in the cupboard. And this heat could melt. Mm? So, I'm, so I'm having an argument with myself. Do I put the peanut butter in the... <laughs> Are we, are we seriously are we talking about this? I thought this was going somewhere else. Is this what we're talking about? This is, well, do you put the peanut butter in the cupboard? This is what we're about. come to. Okay. okay. When, you, when we, we said to. before, you said I would talk about what happened with the peanut butter in the weekend. I thought this was going to be the start of the story. At least that something yeah. you'd slipped or something. Yeah, well, listen, you know. okay. I ended up having sex with the peanut butter. <laughs> no, no. Does that make it good? No. Do you want to ramp it up no, a bit? No, no, no. Okay, okay, pull it back, pull it back. back. Okay, do you put your peanut butter in the fridge or the cupboard? Cupboard. Do you? Yeah. Mm. Honey? Well, that's a... D- <laughs> see, now you're being sucked into my <laughs> commentary. Let's, let's open the phones on this, okay? because... Yeah. Honey, I can see whoa. the interest growing on his face. <laughs> that's a good one. We, start, we, we started this with confidence. We lost confidence. You know, the confidence is coming <laughs> because back. Because the honey in the fridge is not good for spreading. Oh, no, but, but, good, but good for an ant problem, you good. know, because you keep it away from the... Yeah, right. I went out of the edge. Peanut whoa. butter and honey. <laughs> fridge or cupboard? <laughs> These are the big topics. Here we go. <laughs> this is the first day of the week. We're meant to be better than this on Monday. <laughs> 3343 three, on the text. The fu- the text machine lighting up. They're saying cupboard all day with peanut butter and honey. What are your What are your suggestions on 0800 The Edge? 
What do you <laughs> This is a classic pants call. <laughs> Pen- uh, sorry, I dropped my phone down the side. Sorry. That's all, that's all right, honey. Peanut butter, cover fridge. fridge for, you know the you know the question. I can't talk. Peanut butter definitely covers. Mm. If you've got one of the nice peanut butters, flip it upside down so the oil doesn't separate. But honey, I would go fridge. Oh, oh damn. Look at you. Fancy. Yeah, Kelly on 0800 The Edge. Fridge or cupboard for peanut butter and honey? Um, I put, uh, I like my honey runny, so that's in the cupboard and peanut butter in the fridge. So you've done the exact opposite of the first call of the year. Exactly, that's peanut right. Fridge. Why are you putting your peanut butter in the fridge? <laughs> oh, I don't actually eat it myself, but it's just, I don't know. That's why you're putting it in the fridge, because you don't eat it. You're not even to suffer the <laughs> vicious consequences of your actions. Shanae, uh, last caller on this. Three calls to rule them all. Peanut butter, honey, fridge or cupboard? Definitely peanut butter in in the um, cupboard. My boyfriend put it in the fridge the other day, and I was like, "What the heck is he doing?" Now he's your ex-boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> um, but honey, it depends. Sometimes if you leave it in the pantry, you get that. So it's catch twenty-two. That is catch. Tell him about the big issues, issues this afternoon on the yeah. show. Coming up after five o'clock, the Syrian crisis. <laughs> we'll cover that. All the hard hitters today. Yeah, it's typical got peanut butter uh, in the pantry of the fridge cupboard. Jono, Ben, and Sharon, the Edge. Ben Boyce, that's me in Live Nation. Present Kevin Hart live in New Zealand on his Irresponsible Tour. Can't wait. It's happening at the end of the year. Maybe taking a bit more of the credit for bringing him here than maybe is warranted, but I'm going to. Live Nation have had it too good for too long. (laughs) (laughs) With all their international shows they've been promoting, Ben, it's time for the little man to stand up and take some credit for these. So, yeah, you're right. And I was quite excited about the fact. Yeah, Ben may not have put any of his money up on this. He's got no personal risk associated with this show. If anything goes wrong, if for any unforeseen okay. circumstances <laughs> okay. Kevin injures himself and can't perform, Ben, will you be fronting up the refunds? No, no, okay. no. But I'm. But you're callously <laughs> bandying about the fact that you're promoting and bringing Ben. Uh, sorry, Kevin Hart. I'm very excited about Kevin Hart coming to New Zealand, as you know. Big comedy idol of mine. Um, mm, he's one of your top three, isn't it? The Rock, Will Smith, Kevin Hart, the three Pete, the three wise men. Better than the three wise men. But um, but I'm not as excited about this a competition because we've got two tickets to give away to Kevin Hart. So what we do is we take a call on 0800 The Edge and you tell us your story, why you deserve these tickets to Kevin Hart. And then we clear the phone lines and wait 10 seconds. If no one calls back... You win the tickets. But if anyone calls back, you heartless person, you've taken the tickets off this, this individual. Josh, it's great to have you on the Kevin Heartbreak line. Yeah, going. Okay, mate, you tell your story. Bring some tears, do some no, jerking. Do some jerking of the tears, mate. Yeah, so I was, I'm, uh, I'm about 20, I'm 24 now, and when I was about 11 years old, um, or 10, between 10 and 11, our family got our first cat, and that um, that cat subsequently had, um, had kittens. Now, I was, I was given one of the kittens as a gift um, or as a present because it was, I guess it was a run to the litter and um, the, the mum or the, the mother of the kittens kept on uh, like bringing the, the kitten up onto my bed um, at, at night. The, I guess the, the mum thought it was, I was quite a good um, person to look after it. Um, and ever since then, it's, you know, it's always sort of stepped on in my bed and brought me mice and um, brought me rabbits to, as, as presents. Um, and we sort of, yeah, I guess you say a, a dog's a man's best friend. Well, the cat was pretty much um, was my best friend. And yeah, I got got the news about half an hour ago that I'm actually having to put the cat down tomorrow. Um, yeah, it's got oh, no. it had, this is... had um had liver problems. Um, well, it was recently just developed liver problems. Oh, um, and it's and it's just getting a bit too hard for it. So yeah, so 
Having to put it down tomorrow. Um, I'm sorry to hear this. This is a lifelong friend. This is a guy who deserves these tickets, New Zealand. Can be be, like, like, you deserve the tickets. Okay, so the phones are blocked at the moment. Now, New Zealand, you've heard the story. Let him have the tickets. You've got 10 seconds. Don't call up. Hearts have been melted. Why are we doing this? I hate this. This My stomach's in knots. I'm going to start the 10 second clock. (laughs) I'm going to unblock the phones. If anyone calls up, Josh, you know the rules, unfortunately. I'm sorry, Josh. They're going to get your tickets. If it happens, I, I hope it doesn't happen. It was a heartbreaking story. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear about this, buddy. So hopefully, okay, okay let's, Here we let's go. start the... The okay. clock starts now. Okay. Oh, no. No, don't! Oh, no. No! Oh, no. Susan. Hello. Are you taking you... the tickets off Josh? Heartless. Heartless. <laughs> jo- you, yeah, he can hear you. you got to talk to him. Susan, what do you want to say? I'm sorry that you have to put your cat down and I had to put my dog down, but I really wanted the ticket. Oh, oh, this is, I'm not doing this competition again. This is, sorry. This is like, right, Susan. behold the line. I'm sorry, Susan. Josh, buddy. I really am. It's, yeah, it breaks my... Oh. What do you want to say back, Josh? Oh, don't, Jono, stop bloody good. No, Jono, yeah. just move on. I'm just sorry. Just let Josh talk. Josh no. needs to say his piece. Oh, I don't know much to say. Game's a game, I guess. Thank you, Jono. Let's move on from this, mate. Let's move on. Jono, Ben and Sharon. The Edge. Had to call the police last night. Mm. Did you? Right. So I woke up and looked out the window and there was a suspicious vehicle across the the road. Right. Had his boot ajar. How did you... Was it noise or did you just woke up and you're like, I'm just going to check out the window? (laughs) (laughs) I opened the curtain. And then a byproduct of opening curtains is you've got a direct line of sight outside the window. But what time is this? Well, this was waking up time. Oh, waking up. Wasn't in the middle of the night. No, Sorry. no, it wasn't like, Sorry. I'm just getting like some <laughs> crazy maniac open the <laughs> Check the neighbourhood. Yeah. All right, see, I'm out in the morning. Yeah. I'm not like a pesky neighbour person. <laughs> like, what's going on there? So, uh, see this car. Yeah. Boots ajar. I was like, well, that's unusual. And there's someone's taking them. Then I was the thinking maybe, yeah, yeah, exactly, and you forgot yeah, yeah. to shut the boot. This yeah. is what, that was my thought. Yeah. Okay, so I was like, I'll leave it. I'll come back to this later in the day. Leave it for the day. Come back at night, look out that very same window, boot's still ajar. Right. Do you know what I do then? Well, I guess you, you said at the oh, start, you called the cop. Oh, blew, my, <laughs> blew, yeah. blew the end of the story. Yeah, at the start, anyway. you said I had to call the cops. So I went over to the car, and the uh, boot was open, lifted it up. There's a dead body in there. What? No, there wasn't. No, there wasn't. <laughs> there was a cardboard box. Right. Not a dead... Right. Sometimes I confuse dead bodies for cardboard yeah, boxes. Yeah, right. So they opened the boot, there's a cardboard box in there. I was like, hmm. Then went round to the driver's side. Guess what? <laughs> Guess what? Um, I'm d- the ignition ripped out. Oh, really? Mm. Right. Mm. So then I opened the car and I sit in the car, having a look around for any evidence. Why were you doing all this? <laughs> Why, why, why are your fingerprints all over this now? Like, let call the cops. Stay at, like, well, I did. Sh- I yeah, did. No, but don't start. Like, yeah, now, now, I did. Uh, now it looks like you have. If you haven't committed the crime, you definitely look like you did. So I called them and I was like, hey, listen, my fingerprints <laughs> and a lot of evidence of me, a lot of my matter, maybe all, maybe all over the car. Yeah, but here's the story. <laughs> Sunday night, or maybe it wasn't Sunday night, I saw it. I opened up my curtain. <laughs> 24 hours later, which doesn't quite work out, I called you guys. Yeah. So listen, this is just further evidence that I did not take the car. 
We'll, I'll break into it. Because now I'm talking about it on the radio. Because if I took it, then I wouldn't be talking about it on the radio. Yeah. No, definitely, definitely not. <laughs> you're my alibi. <laughs> no, okay? don't, don't. If I'm going down, you're going down. I'm not your alibi. I you're clearly alibi. wasn't with you for any of this process. Oh, weren't you? Yes. But you know about the crime now. <laughs> oh, jeez. Don't <laughs> rope me into this. Jono, Ben and Sharon. The Edge.